Hi, this is Des Lawrence here with my fellow co-host Leo Rydell and Jordan Rosario. Happy Sunday uh, uh, afternoon. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Leo, Jordan, how's your guys' weekend? Leo, how you doing, my friend? Oh, man, I'm really good, man. Uh, funny story, guys. Um, right before this, I was trying to get... There's a recording application we use to record this podcast named Craig. And I was trying to get Craig in, and I didn't see it loading up, and I'm like uh craig are you gonna come in and then it just finally like crashed in and was like now nah, recording but uh welcome guys i'm feeling good man look you know i kind of got some bad news on friday and so mm-hmm. i just took saturday to just kind of hang out and i caught up on a lot of things i got through the boys season two which is absolutely fantastic so far if you guys have not watched it pretty much like the evil justice league versus this like ragtag team of uh of heroes and then I also caught up on Lovecraft Country this morning, and I've watched... What else did I watch? Oh, Mulan, which was a very, very okay movie. Um, But yeah, just kind of a lot of relaxing this weekend, man. Taking it easy after the news I got on Friday. But things are a lot better now, and feeling good, guys. Happy to be here. Definitely my prayers, Leo. And I'm glad things are going up in the right direction, my friend. Uh, Jordan, how you doing, my friend? How you doing? Man, let me tell you a story, man. It has been so busy. Uh, Yesterday, I was doing the Saturday Mimosa and Saturday Night Liquor set for uh, my uh, other persona DJ story time yesterday. Got that uh, rolling from about 9 a.m. to about 2.20 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Then I had to go all the way to King Super so that I can get some uh, some desserts for a barbecue party that I was going to uh, later that night. Had did so a little bit of poker, did a little bit of dinner, you know, did all the did all the fun stuff uh, except drinking and uh, smoking weed because uh, I am actually as Leo is as well. We are partaking in a sober September. Man, I have been up since uh, four in the morning today, and I am all fired up to uh, get the show going today exactly man love it love it the barbecue everything i love it guys um my weekend just a quick brief week so far great uh, our denver nuggets got a win last night against the clippers which we'll talk about uh, in the show today uh last night uh and they tied a series one one so i was happy about that just uh a well rested a uh, rested a uh, week for me um just been working a ton of hours at the hospital but uh like I said, uh, we got Labor Day weekend coming up uh, tomorrow, so um, yes, it's definitely sir. gonna be crazy. Uh, see what's gonna happen. I mean, with the social distancing that we're having, you know, let's we'll see if everybody uh, partakes in that. But man, fellas, I'm having a great week. Everything's flowing. I love this show. I love you guys. Love the fans. Um, and let's get jump right into it. Yeah. I was anxious, I didn't have pain Just, it's not a loss when you lose faith Once, cross me once and then I turn into a savage Blowing wedding cake, I still won't think about marriage Dead broke, I can't watch my mama suffer Sit on that block until I got a triple-double True breeze, I rock fade and run Bodies with angel dust Even if they was t-shirts, them niggas couldn't hang with us I'm plugging money cameras, I don't wanna be famous I chase a million, trying to see 
how far this rapping get me You ain't my brother, you ain't on that corner trapping with me Nigga, where the fuck was you and I ain't have a penny On the shelf, mugging off a pill and a half a Remy I'm stuck on make a muscle mode, I never had to venture Check the stash shit if you ask me, La Polo, grab a city The I'm so broke, I'm on my shit, won't let them guys offend me They tried to catch one, so we sparked until that nine was empty All my niggas be on bullshit, I keep a slider with me It ain't no shortage on them blitz, cause bitch, we ride with plenty Smith and Wessons, Glocks and XDs, we got all kind of semis I just stay humble till I gotta show that savage in me my car got extra hearts, I fuck with Polo G I red head on ice, police can't tell me freeze I can buy every day, my niggas still ain't free I never cry, but you can watch my eyes bleed Every time I trust the niggas, they embarrass me Wanna hard about it, ask that nigga Harrison I just fucked the snow, money, cause my chain got carrots Made a pull up to the Hilton, but her name went Paris Buy Louis V shoes like fruit, I got different pairs Police snatch me before I snitch, I'd rather get the chair I'm with my soldiers in that field like I play for the Bears Stay with some real ones, I know loyalty and trust is rare Married to the streets, but now this ain't no love affair These drugs killing me, feel like my organs starting to tear I know I'm legendary, there's some shit you can't compare She seen these VVs, now she pulling down her underwear Yeah, I was anxious, I didn't have pain Shots, it's not a loss when you lose fake once, cross me once and then I turn into a savage Blowing wedding cake, I still won't think about marriage Dead broke, I can't watch my mama suffer Stood on that block until I got a triple-double Drew Brees, I rock Satan and run More bodies with angel dust Even if they was t-shirts, some niggas couldn't hang with us I'm plugging money cameras, I don't wanna be famous My heart filled up with scars, loving me could be dangerous I Um, we have a lot to talk about, about the MLB, uh, the NHL, um, and, and the NBA as well. So, And the NFL, which starts in about, what, four days, fellas? So, um, Jordan, our sports guy. I mean, you are a sports guy, Jordan. Um, tell us about what's going on in the uh, MLB standings right now. Yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and first do the American League. So right now the uh, Rays are currently, eh, in, in a sense, running away with the division. They're twenty-seven and thirteen right now. So you're talking about already four games, uh, forty games uh, out. So you got uh, two-thirds of the MLB season done. Yankees and Blue Jays are tied at second, uh, about five point five games back. So a lot of ground to be made up. Uh, guys, this freaking AL Central Division is so much fun. I mean, Chicago, Cleveland, Minnesota, they're all just kind of packed in together. About only a half game separates these teams. So this is going to be a really compelling division to watch come to the uh, close of the season. Athlo- the Astros, or a like what I'd like to say the cheating Astros, are starting to get back into the swing of things with the AL West, only 3.5 games behind the Athletics. Touching over into the National League, the uh, Braves are at 23 and 16 right now, about two games behind the Phillies. You know, I'm surprised that the Phillies are making a comeback, especially because I uh, I'd written this particular team off after they were back in the uh, the cellar of the uh, NL East division a couple of weeks ago when we had talked about them, and then the Mets, 18 and 22. I'm just looking forward to when Steve Cohen buys this team because this freaking Mets franchise is god awful. Uh, by the way, before we continue, I do want to take a, a quick moment of silence for uh, Tom Seaver as he did pass away uh, over the week. Uh, if we can all just take a quick moment of silence, please. 
So uh, the Mets, uh, you know, they need to get their act together. The uh, in the NL Central, the Cubs are at twenty three and seventeen. Although the Cardinals are only two point five games behind, so we are going to need to see how that unfolds during the uh, the last stretch of the season. The the Dodgers are just running away with the NL West. Uh, they have a six game lead over the uh, the San Diego Padres and. Rockies 19 and 20, you know, uh, ap- apparently after that big run, we just kind of have fallen flat on our faces. Is there really any surprise for me? Sarcasm? No, not really. Come on, Rockies, get your act together next year. I, 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 I'm sick of this team. I, I'm, I'm starting to get a little contaminated from this team with how bad they've been over these past couple of years. It's, it's sickening. So uh, anyway, that's the uh, wrap on the MLB standings, fellas. <laughs> Man, Jordan, you got a quick take on that, my friend. I mean, I love the passion, man. And like you said, I mean, just to reiterate, I mean, the Red Sox are really just down this year. They really need to just, like I said, with the trades uh, that's been going on, um, that helps teams, getting teams ready for next year, just rebuilding. And like you said, Jordan, um, our Rockies really need to step it up. They did get a win yesterday uh, against the Dodgers, 5-3, to three, a great win. And guess what, guys? I mean, for all our fans out there that don't know, um, the MLB playoffs are starting less than a month away. So you have the NBA playoffs already starting now. You have the NFL season for the start in four days. Um, and then you have uh, MLB uh, games going on right now. But you're going to have playoffs in a month. So this is definitely crazy. Leo, what's your take on this, my friend? Crazy, crazy. Now, y'all know I don't really watch baseball, but man, it makes me want to get involved. That's for sure. I feel you, man. Rock October, the feeling of baseball in the fall. Um, it's just just sad that we can't watch Des, it uh, there. Des, Des, do you really expect the Rockies to make it to the playoffs this year? Oh, well, the new expansion, asked, oh, the new expansion, though. The I, new I, expansion. Des, I understand that, but man, it has been a brutal, brutal middle of the stretch here for the Rockies. I mean, remember when this team was on fire, was leading the division at one point? I, I mean, listen. They're, I get it that they're, you know, kind of breaking even ground right now with the five, with the uh, last ten games being five and five. Thank you very much, by the way, for breaking that one and fourteen or one and fifteen streak, whatever you guys had. That was pretty pathetic on your part. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I want to believe in this team, but does they're not showing me anything? They're really not. Uh, I hear you, man, and they do really need to step it up. I mean, this is a little stretch here, but like you said, um, teams have to be consistent. They have to play quality baseball. I know hitters are going to slump, but um, I'm just going to say right now, Nolan Arenado needs to uh, definitely pick it back up and get to the Nolan Arenado that we are used to seeing. Really a slump year for him, so I'm definitely shocked about it, but um, we'll see what it takes, man. We'll see who goes in and I mean, if they even deserve a uh, a playoff spot for sure, Jordan. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that um, as well. Um, any other uh, comments before we go to the next sports topic? I can't wait for when Steve Cohen buys the Mets. And when that happens, the Mets will be a, no- a laughing stock no more. And you heard it here first. When Steve Cohen buys the Mets, New York, Philadelphia, watch the fuck out. Here we come. New York Mets are coming over to take New York City when Steve Cohen buys this team. I hear you, man. I hear you. And I'm definitely excited about your Mets and excited for the future, man. This is really exciting news um, for that. If he But he does buy them. So I'm definitely going to keep a close eye on that. And so as we, um, I know we want to talk about 
the NHL playoffs, the uh, Game 7s that have been happening have been crazy. Uh, we know that our Colorado Avalanche fell to the Dallas Stars in overtime 5-4. to four, A great hard-fought uh, game and series, um, but it came down to overtime and... Uh, Maybe like two minutes into overtime, Dallas scored a goal and they uh, came with a victory. Um, so I, uh, Jordan, I, uh, I, uh, I know I went to Leo, uh, you first. I'll go to Leo. Leo, what's your take on this? How do you feel about the NHL playoffs going on so far? Uh, another topic that I'm like not an expert in, so I'm just gonna let you two weigh in on it. But I'm glad the Abs were doing good, but ended up uh, choking a little bit. So I'm a little, little disappointed in our guys, but. Y'all fill me in. What y'all thinking? Uh, my quick take, uh, it's a good hard-fought season. They do have some young talent. I think the biggest thing they got to work on is goalie and getting a lot of defensive guys, at least one or two guys to push off the line because um, Dallas was just really aggressive. I mean, you've seen it uh, when they were up 4-3 when the Avalanche scored the goal with less than, what, uh, a couple of, like, two or three minutes left in the, in the fourth period, and they, they literally just gave up a goal less than a minute later. And that was just by defense. So, um, like I said, defense wins championships. I feel that's for all sports, football, basketball, NHL, and MLB. So um, you do definitely have to have offense. And Nathan McKinnon was just a star, um, just a star. Uh, great kudos to him. Um, and like I said, he is one of the best players in the NHL I've ever seen in a long, long time. Um, I really don't watch hockey that much, but when I start watching our abs going to Game 7 and, and watching those games, close games, because they were down in the series, guys. Um, they fought back. Um, I really started to pay attention to, to the uh, hockey, but uh, like I said, Leo, it's a sad, disappointing loss. Um, Hard-fought uh, series, but uh, Jordan, what's your take on this, my guy? We know you're a huge Avalanche fan, hockey expert, our sports guy. What do you feel about this, my friend? So let's let's before I interject with my soliloquy about the Colorado Avalanche, let me just say this. Uh, Dallas Stars, congratulations. It was a very well fought series. You guys definitely have the talent to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. And I do hope that you get to the Stanley Cup finals because really I, I really don't want to see the Vegas Golden Knights, in, in my opinion, going to the finals that sounds really cheap for me especially with them being an expansion team and that's another story for another day uh with the avalanche listen we came we came back from a 3-1 deficit to f at least force it into a game seven we at least got that winning goal and uh you know leading four three with about two or three minutes to go in my opinion so we definitely did things right my problem is and this has been a big problem for the last two years now Nathan McKinnon, where are you? Get physical. You're seeing Dallas get physical. Yeah, I remember there was a guy literally football tackling somebody in the first or second period. And yet our guys, you know, they don't do anything. They just let Dallas kind of just let them, you know, have their way physically. I mean, it was complete horseshit. A complete horseshit. So if I'm if I'm the Colorado Avalanche and I'm going into next year, I need to get me, you know, uh, uh, what they call in the uh, the hockey uh, circles out there, a, a, a bruiser, you know, kind of that guy that's rough, rugged, like somebody needs to go after these players. Somebody needs to, you know, be a goon and punish some people because literally it, it felt like Dallas had their way physically with us from start to finish in game seven. And that's not how you're supposed to do it if you're a team looking to get to the conference finals. Uh, I feel the bad. 
<laughs> I feel the passion in that, Jordan. I, I'm not uh, laughing. Uh, I really feel I, the passion. I, 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 I literally, I literally was sitting at my computer, right? And I was watching Game Seven. After that goal, after that shot, I literally had to go and take a 30-minute walk. I was so upset. Hey, I feel you, man. I, I was upset too, and I, I'm not even a hockey fan like that. To all our viewers out there, I do not watch hockey like that. But um, I have never watched uh, almost 15 minutes worth of hockey where it went down to the, the last period in overtime of hockey, um, and I'm watching it so intensely. Um, but like I said, Jordan, Leo, I feel like the Avs will do okay. Um, any other final thoughts before we go to the next sports topic, my friend? So being the the local uh, New York guy, I do want to quickly point out that in the Eastern Conference Finals, we got the New York Islanders going against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Islanders, I'm rooting for you. Get to the uh, get to the, the the Stanley Cup Finals. Pat, get beat Tampa Bay, and uh, let, let's make some let's make some promise here. Come on. Yeah, for sure. We definitely uh, congrats and. Uh... Like I said, I'm really excited about the uh, ending of this NHL playoff uh, de- due to this pandemic. And uh, it's definitely been different for players uh, all over the league. Um, so now we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, fellas. I mean, we had some crazy game sevens, game sevens this past week uh, with our uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz in game seven, where the Nuggets pulled off the win against the Utah oh Jazz. It was crazy, crazy. Uh the oh, layup that Tony Lord. Craig tried to put up. He should have just dribbled it out. I, I have no down. idea what Tony I have no idea what Tony <laughs> Craig was doing missing that layup. How could you miss a layup? A layup of all shots? You literally gave the Jazz a chance to sink that three-pointer. And I must say, if they sunk that three-pointer, I would have been like freaking out of my fucking mind upset. I mean <laughs> Not to mention Donovan Mitchell missed out on a last-minute buzzer beater. Yeah, uh, he yeah. was wide open on that play, and uh, Mike Conley was Mike Conley and uh, tried to shoot the shot, and uh, luckily it didn't go in. I mean, it, it was really close to going Thank in. God. It, it literally really close to going in, my fellas. Leo, you and I were watching like the last seconds of that game. That basketball was literally about to go into the net, and then it did like a nope, and then bounced out of the rim. <laughs> it was, I was like, like Thank God, shit. man, because Joker, man, he got us back in. Oh, he got us to win, bro. So, fellas, and, and I, fellas, I like this. And Jordan, uh, I'll get your take in a second. Don't mean to cut you off. So, Nuggets go to Game Seven, win the game. Now they visit the Clippers, right? They only had less than twenty-four hours to prep and rest. For the game they had to play um and they lost game one horribly uh 120 to 97 uh not really a close contest a quiet Leonard and uh, uh paul george did and then the whole clipper staff really just put their will on the nuggets in game one which the nuggets were definitely exhausted um they didn't have less than four if you have less than 48 hours to prepare and rest up and recuperate after seven gru- gruesome games with a tough utah jazz team um um you know and the depth that denver has i mean it wasn't even a close fight but game two yesterday fellas the nuggets came to play they got the win Jokic and murray combined in the first quarter for 44 points together um never had a 72 point uh first half going into halftime um against the clippers and they pull out the win 110 101 last night um so the clippers and the nuggets are now tied at one apiece uh leo i went to jordan first what is your take my friend how do you feel about the nuggets number one right now and two uh what, do you, what does it say about the team 
I'm feeling really good right now, man. Look, I got to watch some highlights of game two, and I just love the synergy that the team has. Murray sinking in points, Joker getting points, man. We're doing really good right now. I thought we came to play last game. Look, I agree with you. We really didn't have time to rest that first game, so that's why we couldn't even make it to 100 points with that 97-110, but man i'm so glad i'm pretty sure we led that game the entire time didn't even let them uh get a lead so i'm really happy man i think the team's looking really good i'm hoping we can we can close out this series possibly early if possible i mean we might make we might go to game seven especially with the clippers but and i'm it's looking good right now i'm hoping we keep this same energy in the next games because we came to play this last one and it was it was fantastic man so I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series. I, I just, I, I've had a good time with the second game. The first one, though, you could tell we were tired. People were slumped over. So let's just keep on carrying that energy that we had in this last game. We kind of let them sneak up on us a couple times, but we did really well last game, and I want us to keep on carrying forward like that. Definitely, definitely like like that, Leo. And like you said, just, just carry that energy. Uh, Mike Malone said it last night after the uh, post game, uh, we did really great, and they really just surrounded Kawhi Leonard and crowded that space. Um, and it really was, was difficult for the Clippers to even get their dribble or shots. They were missing easy shots, like <laughs> up on the rim. Jokic played physical. Um, Gary Harris, I mean, Gary Harris hit three, well, four huge threes, really great defensively. Um, he saved, in my opinion, he saved the Nuggets season in game seven with Utah with stealing Donovan Mitchell when he tried to go for the drive into the paint. Um, and that's what led to the turnover to basically end the game, um, in my opinion. And then, I mean, last night he did amazing. Four huge threes in the corner, assists and great steals. Him and Tony Craig with the defense that they did last night on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, just crazy 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 and you got to give credit to jeremy grant as well with a lot of blocks just flying all over the place i love the defense i think the nuggets are going to win game three they need to take the momentum up a notch to definitely solidify themselves to probably get an early uh early just a good good uh, series uh win to get rested for the western conference finals jordan what's your take my friend i i've been let's let's just back up go back to game seven of the first round against the Jazz. I had said before that game happened that Nikola Jokic had to have one of the biggest games ever that he has had for a Nuggets, you know, in his career. So what did what did Mr. Jokic do? I mean, Jokic put up 30 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, not to mention he hit the game-winning shot in that game, the game-winning sky hook, hook if you will. So that was important. And then, yeah, I mean, game one, uh, you know, we don't got to talk about that game. It was essentially an ugly, ugly, ugly loss. Uh, Clippers literally blew off the uh, the mountaintops over here in the Rocky Mountains against the Nuggets. With the game two, uh, going back to Jokic, I mean, 26 points, 18 rebounds. That's huge. Absolutely huge. Jamal Murray putting up 27 points. Very huge as well. Jeremy Grant, I said this before is the x factor as long as he can you know do what he needs to do to get himself into the game and he plays that defense against Kawhi Leonard because I will reiterate before in the regular season Kawhi Leonard had very much trouble against Jeremy Grant and it sounded like he had a lot of that same trouble in game two we got to keep up the momentum in game three and if we do so definitely expect a, a Nuggets win uh 
do they play tonight? Or I should no, no. no I'm sorry. Wait, uh, expect another Nuggets uh, win tomorrow. I should say. Yes, the Memorial Day uh, basketball games. Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's crazy. I'm really excited about it. And then the next series, Jordan, is perfect. Uh, to the next topic I was going to talk about with the NBA. Yesterday, we had the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics yesterday. Um, and, I mean, Toronto was down, what, 2-0? Going about to be 3-0. And uh, it's crazy right now what's going on with the NBA. It's more of a March Madness feel, in my opinion, my quick take. Uh, the Celtics... Um, did not take care of business yesterday. Now the series is tied, I believe, 2-2 um, apiece. And so now Boston had the advantage of being 2-0. Um, and OG Anamobi, uh, if I permit to announce his name, I apologize, uh, for the last game where, you know, Toronto was basically about to be down 3-0. And he shot a game-winning three in the corner. Great pass by Kyle Lowry. Gave them the win. Now they're down there 2-1. Yesterday they get the win. Now they're tied the series 2-2. They have confidence. They say this. This is a tough Boston team. Tough Boston team. It's not going to be an easy series. I say that's going to go to Game 7 as well. Um, and next game, which is on Memorial Day, we'll have the Nuggets and the uh, Celtics. Well, the Nuggets and the, uh, excuse me, the Nuggets and the uh, Clippers. That's going to be a great game at 7. What's up? Did you say Memorial Day? Did you mean Labor Day? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got my holidays uh, mixed up. Are we back in May? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Labor Day, uh, Labor Day special. We have the uh, uh, Boston Celtics and the Raptors and the Nuggets and then the Clippers on the late game at 7 o'clock our time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. But Jordan, since I went to Leo first about the Nuggets, what do you feel about this Boston series, my friend? How do you feel? Do you think Boston's in it? Who has the edge? So uh, it's funny because I'm going to recap what I said on the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast uh, last Tuesday. Check out episode 215 if you have not had the time to do so. At that time, uh, Boston was about to get their second win in that series. And I had stated on the record that Toronto will win this series in a seven-game series. And I was essentially laughed out of the building i was told you know what are you smoking that colorado marijuana because you definitely don't sound like you're uh, you're lucid right there buddy uh, that's essentially the uh, general reaction that i got so you know toronto's down 2-0 predictions not looking good what can what can i say about that game winning shot from oj anubi in game three that was huge he also had a uh a, a, an okay an okay game four all right yeah put up 11 points but pascal siakam uh, coming up big with that double double kyle lowry and i said he was going to be important he had a big double double uh, in game four as well fred van fleet another huge factor that i put emphasis on only 17.6 rebounds six and six but he's doing his thing guys i've said this from the beginning this is going to be a defensive struggle because we're now talking about two of the greatest this is the best coaching matchup you are going to get in the playoffs nick nurse one hell of a coach brad stevens one hell of a coach and you're seeing that because of the defense 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 wins championships that's not only true in the nfl but it's also true in the nba haha so what is what does that all mean just white you're, this is going to be a very, very, very intense series until you get to the bottom of the wire in Game 7. You can book it. Definitely, man. Definitely. Just I like I like that. Like I said, defense wins championships. And we'll get into some defensive stories right now. We have NFL we'll talk about next. Um, but like you said, Jordan, um, 
you know, it's just crazy what's going on with the MLB and the NHL and the NBA. And definitely defense does wins championships. And we'll see how that series plays out. Leo, what's your final take on the uh, Boston and Raptor series? Uh, it's crazy because I talked to Jordan about this last time and I was like telling him, you know, I'm not quite the sports expert, but I thought I actually <laughs> predicted that it was going to be a very close series. And here we are, guys, two and two. Each team's got two wins. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the Celtics couldn't really hold off the Raptors last time. I don't think they got a lead at all. So I just, it, it was a crazy prediction. I went in, I was like, look, I don't even know what's going to happen, but I know these are two stacked teams and I think it's going to be a close call. And here we are already going to the next game and yep, each team has two wins. So man, this is really close. Excited to see the outcome of this series. Exactly. Exactly. My friend. And, um, like I said, with the NBA news, uh, with Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz, uh, just summing up the NBA real quick, uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz will agree on a max contract extension that will have Mitchell in Utah for five years for $170 million. Uh, my quick take, uh, I think it's well-deserved, well, well, uh, well-deserved. Well He's played his heart out. Um, and uh, Jordan, I know you have comments for this. Um I, I love I love this that he's going back to the same place. He can go to the Lakers. He can go to any other team. Um, Jordan, what's your quick quick take on this? I mean, Donovan Mitchell is going to be a huge superstar in this league. And again, the fact that Denver drafted this guy in the 2017 NBA round, 13th pick, ladies and gentlemen, 13th pick. Uh, it's 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 so depressing. I can't I can't even think straight. So, Donovan Mitchell, future superstar, absolutely deserved. He played his heart out against the Nuggets, and I will say this to the Utah Jazz, you're smart locking up this kid. He is going to be big time for you, big time for years to come for your franchise. Definitely a great, huge as well, and, and like you said, great franchise player right there. Uh, uh, Leo, anything you want to add on this real quick before we go to the NFL, and then we'll go straight uh, from that to uh, entertainment news, my friend. Yeah, I definitely just want to say again, just reiterating what Jordan said and, and what you said very well deserved. Uh, he's the only one of what I want to say four to score 50 points twice in a playoff series. So he definitely deserves this. Uh, he's not going to the Knicks. So yeah, this is well deserved. I think that uh, they, they would be stupid not to snatch him back up. So great, great, uh, great contract there. Man, why you? Why are you putting up? Why are you talking about the Knicks right now? Are you trying to get me riled up? Yeah, I am. Okay, okay. Just uh, thank you for the <laughs> clarification. Okay. You know, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, you listen, Mitchell. Stay far away from the Knicks as you can. Okay, that whole freaking building up in Madison Square Garden stinks. It stinks. You don't want to go over there because you'll probably get <laughs> contaminated with the New York Knicks smell. It's disgusting. All right, I, I'm sorry, but like I said, uh, like I said, we won't talk about NBA that much longer. But I mean, there is rumor mill that Chris Paul and you know Carmelo Anthony, with their agents, past history, former agents, are trying to gather maybe a super team. We'll we'll set that for the next episode. But I've been hearing rumors about that. <laughs>
And I know you hate it, cause we lining up the shots Young ain't got the heat to make them pop Soon as we hit the parking lot Then we see all the panties dry There ain't no bitch nigga, no rich nigga No snitch nigga, yo bitch choosing on a real nigga Let a chill nigga, that's real Cause I'm so fucked up now I'm talking my shit Way too high to be tripping like this Put it like this Lay it down to the arc tree Chris, we made it Say you love it You love it, girl You love it You love it, girl Chillin', I'm feelin' like killin' you niggas Bitches been missin' me lately They love 
nigga dick do a lot of spit, let it drip, yeah, catch my baby Catch my baby Just do it like you can, girl, don't worry about your hands fuck up Cause I'm pulling like this Your man fuck up, he don't do you like this Feels so good, that nigga might kiss You ask her, she gon' tell you like this God damn it, she loves it NHL, MLB, NBA, and NBA, NFL is six ways, six days away, fellas. Uh, a quick thing: the Chiefs and the Texans play. How do you feel? And just NFL in general, how do you feel it's coming back? Leo, I'll go to you real quick. How do you feel, my friend? I am so sorry. Repeat that one more time. That <laughs> <laughs> was on my. That was on me, man. My fault. You good? You good? So, uh, uh, NFL is six, uh, four days away. You got the Chiefs and the Texans playing, and we know Jason Washington just got this huge contract extension, extension, and um, Patrick Mahomes got a huge contract extension earlier this year. Um, two great rivals. Football's back in four yeah. days officially. How do you feel? And our Broncos play really, really soon. They play less yes, than less than eight days away from today, um, Monday night. Um, against the Tennessee Titans. Some uh, teams will have fans. Um, some teams won't. They'll have just cutouts um, that you pay $100 for, and your personal cutout will be on the lower bowl or wherever the stadium has seating uh, on there, so you may be on TV. Um, but, yeah. but what's your quick take on this, Leo? Um, what do you feel about the NFL being back less than four days away and, and, and all the teams so far? 
Oh man, I think I'm as excited as you, man. I, there's a meme that I found like about three years ago with Patrick Stewart as Picard in Star Trek. And he's like clenching his fist. He's so happy. And above it says, finally, we're back into the football season. That's exactly how I feel right now. You know, I'm glad to be back in football. I feel like the Chiefs are about to come out hot. So I'm excited to see that game first. Man, I'm just, I'm stoked. And I know that the Broncos are offering like people to buy cutouts and things like that and they're having their cutout in the stadium i think that's really cool i think that's a cool uh that's a cool way to make up for this right because they do have to social distance but i think it's a cool way to still feel involved and i just am really excited to see just these explosive games guys like i feel like i feel like we're gonna see a dope nfl this year because they're gonna there's gonna be some fans some stadiums are gonna have fans some will but I'm excited to see what uh, the NFL has to bring. I mean, we've been talking about it for months. I'm ready. I'm always ready for football season. Oh, I feel you like SpongeBob says, I'm ready. I'm ready. But I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, I mean, like you said, Leo, it's exciting. I mean, we had a little bit of college football yesterday with uh, Marshall and Eastern Kentucky. Um, I barely watched college football like that, but uh, just to see some type of football yesterday was great. But NFL, I mean, it's amazing. Um, and there is news, just a little quick brief news. We won't talk about it much, but Javavian Clowney is going to sign with the Tennessee Titans. So no the Broncos will face him in week one. Lee, uh, Jordan, What's your take on the NFL and it's starting in, in, in what's going on right now? So allow me to dissect this because it sounds like there's a lot of things we need to cover with this question alone. So let me break it down uh, for you, fellas. Number one, Texans Chiefs, Deshaun Watson, contract, well-deserved. He is a great quarterback and he is going to service the Houston Texans very well. I would, I still need to see a little bit more in terms of the weapons that Deshaun Watson has. I think he is lacking in that department, unfortunately. But we are hopefully going to see something, eh, I want to say maybe in the next one or two years. But they're definitely not the, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl contender for sure. Not the Texans. The Chiefs. Woo! Uh, Patrick Mahomes, that monster contract is well deserved i mean he is the best goddamn quarter uh, best goddamn quarterback on this planet so to, for him to get that contract was you know well deserved for him he is going to be a legend for uh, years to come and what i'm really looking for and this is a selfish reason i'm sorry but i am going to be selfish on this topic clyde edwards hilaire he is going to, he's a rookie running back that is, that is projected to start for these Chiefs. I have got this guy on my fantasy league for two out of my three drafts so far. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say if I want him in the, uh, you know, the third draft because uh, people might be uh, listening in about that predicting strategy and whatnot, but we'll take it from there. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think he's going to be a solid guy. They've got solid weapons. I think the Chiefs are going to have a really good offense. And I do, they are going to take the AFC West. Okay, uh, I mean, I would like Denver to to usurp the title, but they'll be in second. I think they'll get the wild card. So let's transition to Broncos-Titans. Drew Locke, I think he's going to be huge. In fact, I have him as my bench quarterback for both of my fantasy leagues. I have got Noah Fant as my tight end for both leagues as well. I've got Philip Lindsay, I believe, in one, and then Melvin Gordon the other. I've got Jerry Judy in, in one league, Cortland Sutton in the other league. So a lot of good, 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 good Broncos players to keep your eyes on this season. And Jadavian Clowney, I called it that he was going to sign with the Titans. I really thought that it made a whole lot of sense considering, you know, the scheme that the Titans have. 
You've got a really good head coach, in my opinion, in Bill Vrabel. Only his second year and taking the Titans to the AFC Championship. That's crazy. Huge. Something that, you know, it, it, the Titans have smelled victory like they have not smelled since uh, the good old days or, you know, in air quotes with Jeff Fisher. Okay, so kudos to the Titans. This season, I am really excited to see what will happen. If you want my bold prediction of the uh, season so far, I do believe that Denver will get to the divisional round of the playoffs this year. I agree with you more, man. I agree with you more. And like you said, I mean, Jordan, you are a sports guy and you are our sports guru. And the last sports topic we'll talk about today um, and we'll post on our Facebook page other topics that we have not discussed on the page today to keep you guys informed with the latest news, entertainment and everything, uh, keeping it 100. Uh, Josh Gordon, I, I, I seen this man. I'm like, are you kidding me? Josh Gordon has sold his Super Bowl ring that he won with the New England Patriots back in 2008. The total amount sold for the ring was 188,000. He's appeared in 12 games that season for the Patriots before being suspended for the rest of the season for violating the NFL's drug policy that season. So you just sold your Super Bowl ring that you, the only one that you won, you sold it, and uh, that only thing that only thing that comes to mind is financial reasons. Um, his agent then probably had to talk and trying to get a plan together. Jordan, quick brief. What do you feel about this, my friend? How do you feel? I mean, I did talk. If you do want a more extended version of the conversation I had with Josh Gordon, the NFL, and, you know, the big elephant in the room, per se, check out my bonus episode that I had with the Culture Maraud Marauders, a podcast host, Curtis Kelly. You can find that on uh, if, when you go, you scroll down your episode directory and stuff like that with Josh Gordon. Now, there is some news that he did get a, he, he did go with the Seahawks. So he does have a contract with the Seahawks, which is great. You know, Russell Wilson, I've been hearing it from day one. By the way, Russell Wilson is on my one fantasy draft league as my quarterback. So I'll definitely pay, be paying extra attention to him. Russell Wilson, he has always said that he wanted Josh Gordon. He wanted Flash to come play for the Seahawks. He really wanted to see uh, his medal. And when you really look at Josh Gordon, when you look at the state of Seattle, I mean, come on, they were the, what, one of the first states to legalize weed. I mean, <laughs> well, what, what, what more do you want me to say? I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven for Flash. So what does that all mean? Flash, this is your last chance to prove that you got it in the nfl i mean i i and let me be straightforward he's been an absolute disappointment you know originally drafted by the cleveland browns he got bounced around to the patriots at one point and then got bounced around to seattle got kicked off now he's back with seattle guys i'm he's running out of chances in my opinion if he does not either perform gets cut or whatever then this is going to be the last thing you hear about Josh Gordon and NFL in the same sentence. Definitely, definitely at the same exact time. Great, great, great to have flashback uh, with the Seattle Seahawks with a great organization, a great leader in Russell Wilson. Uh, Leo, what's your little take on this? How do you feel? Oh, man, I'm feeling good about it. Feeling good, man. You know, I just I'm going back to what I was saying before, like football. I just love watching football, man. Like just getting a beer on Sunday, which, by the way, I, just like Jordan, I am doing sober September, so I won't be drinking until October. But yes, once sir. October comes, I'll be grabbing a nice ice cold beer, man, checking it out on Sunday. Uh, yeah, he's doing that one-year deal with the Titans. Look, I think it's good for him. He's finally finding a home. This is a good move. Um, and, man, like I said earlier, 
I'm just excited for some football guys. Like it's about time. Like, doesn't it for, I think with the coronavirus happening and with all this like college football being permanent, permanently delayed and things like that. Like it was just kind of putting some negativity up in the air with this, this season of football, but I'm glad we're going to get to see it. I'm glad we're going to get to see some playing and look, the bubble has been working out for the NBA. So I'm thinking it'll work out in the NFL and I'm very excited to watch some football about it and i mean we have a waiver uh, wire going down in the practice squad which is 16 players not 12 to 16 due to the pandemic of COVID 19 um and i just seen that the broncos did bring back uh breaking news right now Devonte bosby is back with the broncos on the practice squad so that is great to see and other bronco players which we'll post on our facebook page and instagram page and everything social media of the keeping the 100 podcast um about these news stories that we did not get a chance to cover today but we will put it out there so we have got the topics of the sports news today so far and for the week now we're going into our entertainment news before we do that let's take a quick break
me what you wanna do Call a squad if you wanna rendezvous They gon' push up on their own I only got room for two Front of Jake's on the set It's a Porsche, not a bit I confess I'm a flex Today show some respect Get away so we can make sense of your life You wasn't pop, but I just put your shit in drive Now, close, like there's no tomorrow Moving too fast, I'm open to dry stuff I don't want you to wonder where I go Can learn a lot from this and it's something that I know Put it in drive, I'll be outside, I'll be on the way I'll be on the way, you can meet me in five, I'll be on And we're back. Uh, this is the Keep 100 Podcast. This is entertainment news section time. Leo, Leo, Leo. Tell me a story, my friend. What's going on in the entertainment news? Oh, what's going on, man? So uh, I just wanted to start out with the tenant crossing $100 million at the international box office here, uh, despite the pandemic. Now, it's set to cross $100 million, uh internationally on well it was set yesterday and it's supposed to have made the 100 million today and i will be looking up in a minute to see what the domestic numbers because wb actually said they were going to release the domestic numbers which in my opinion i'm thinking it's going to be somewhere between on the lower end 30 million dollars and on the higher end about maybe like 80 85 but i think that's being a little bit generous but um the film surpassed box office expectations for its first weekend uh, taking in over 53 million in 41 markets and now with a production budget of about 200 to 225 million it's going to need at least 400 to 500 million dollars to break even and to be honest with you with the marketing budget you can kind of double that up a little bit and say it's probably somewhere between 350 million and 400 for this entire movie so it's going to take them at least 500 million um this was the first major release postponed uh and, and a lot of the other releases have been postponed as well and a lot of the other major releases have been postponed to either later this year or early next year and they're thinking that and it will have this great run for like a couple of months but here's what i'm predicting i'm thinking we got they, they got the spoils they're gonna get i'm thinking that these first couple weeks is gonna be pretty much it and it's gonna be pretty hard for them to recoup that uh number i was quoting earlier of like four 350 to 400 million it's gonna be tough in a pandemic filled world where theaters are closed in new york they're closed in los angeles i mean mm -hmm. let's be real here those are your two big big markets here in the u.s now look in china it did really good it did really well in china i want to say in china alone it got 40 million dollars so that was good for just the Chinese region during the pandemic. And it's doing better than they expected. And I'm seeing all these things like, oh, tennis doing good, better than expected. But 
here's the problem. It's probably going to slightly bomb at the box office, if not maybe just make back what it put into the movie because that's not that's not good to cross a hundred million in the second weekend. I mean, if the pandemic wasn't here, this movie would probably be crossing probably like five hundred million, six hundred, seven hundred million. And this is not. I mean, a hundred million ain't it? That that'll be enough to pay back what they pay Robert Pattinson and uh, John David Washington for their roles. So that while they're being positive about it and saying like, oh, during the pandemic, these are really good numbers. They're better than we projected. It's still not, in my opinion, enough for the industry to actually like finally recover. I don't think we're going to start seeing like big returns until like January, February, when movies are going to start coming, rolling out because we do have Wonder Woman coming in October. We've got uh, in November, we've got Black Widow and No Time to Die, the latest James Bond movie. But the problem is there's still a lot of people who would still much rather watch those things at home. And then Disney also kind of shot themselves in the foot by making Mulan a choice of video on demand, which I'll get into that in a second. Uh, and, and having this kind of choice between doing video on demand and then in some countries you could also see it in theaters. So there's this kind of there's this kind of backlash going on a little bit here where I think a lot of people have gotten really comfortable with that video on demand idea. You know, people are watching Bill and Ted on demand. They're watching other movies, new movies that have come out there. There have been movies that have moved to Netflix. I know Lovebirds was supposed to come to theaters that moved to Netflix. There are movies moving to other platforms like HBO Max and things like that. And there are movies coming out on those platforms or people are just waiting for stuff like that. I know Enola Holmes is coming out and that's got Henry Cavill in it has got uh, the girl millie bobby brown who's from stranger things so there's all these movies coming out on netflix hbo hulu and all these streaming services then you got the blockbusters coming out and that's kind of hurting the blockbusters because 100 million internationally that's not good so i'm really curious to see what we're gonna take in domestically because mulan internationally i was reading earlier only took in i want to say like six million which is really not good but they did do a lot of video on demand they did a big push there i didn't even come to u.s theaters so a lot of that return we're gonna see is gonna come from that video on demand i'm curious about that number because i don't know i know a lot of people actually ended up pirating that so i'm curious to see how many people actually paid to see mulan but uh that movie is super, super, super okay. So I kind of hope people didn't pay that $30 because that's a hefty price tag for an okay movie. But <laughs> I'm just curious to see where the industry goes here. I'm going to be looking up numbers and, and kind of just making sure, seeing seeing if uh, um, Tenet actually makes back anything else here. I'm I'm thinking like 20 to 50 million top top you, 80 million top you think that low leo that low absolutely because internationally it only made about 100 million and international box office is where you garner a lot of your money and actually mm. i was i was looking for tickets for tenant and i was on amc and it was imax there was only like 12 seats taken and then there was a lot blocked off which what I've seen lately is there is blocking off of seats when you actually purchase. It blocks off the one beside you, the one uh, and one right in front and one right in back for the IMAX ones. 
So they're doing a lot of blocking off. There's only 40% capacity. Like with all these factors coming in, I'm thinking like max 80 million. I can see if it's 100, 150, dude, I will be surprised because a lot of my friends went uh, with the AMC. They have this AMC Stubbs program. The A-list allows some early access for some movies. A lot of people ended up going on Tuesday, but I've seen pictures, guys. There were empty theaters, man. Like, I mean, it was like people were saying, yo, it was just me and like five other people. So I'm curious to see what the numbers are looking like because seats were looking really empty, man. And let me ask you guys, would you go see a movie right now? Hell no. Not uh, this year, man. Wait until 2021. I will, man. I'll, I'll, I'll go to one, but uh, it has to be like a good-ass movie. Like Tenet, I mean... Um, it, it looks really good, uh, action-packed. Um, but yeah, Leah, I mean, I, I really wouldn't go right now if, if that makes sense. See, that's the that's the thing is like my friends that I was talking about. There, a lot of them are YouTubers or critics. They write about movies, and I'm like, look, we're going back because we love movies and we kind of work in that area. But for the general movie-going audience, they're not going back. They're waiting until December when Mulan's for free. They're waiting for Enola Holmes or Unpregnant on HBO Max or all these other movies that are coming out straight to streaming. That's the problem here is they think that, oh my God, it's going to be gangbusters. No, it's going to be the movie like gurus going and nobody else. And it's like I have said on plenty of other podcasts, we are not the ones that, and I mean we by the movie critics, the, the movie super fans, we're not the ones that pay the bills. It's the families, it's the casual moviegoers, it's the packs of friends that have nothing to do. Those are the people that actually pay the $20 for popcorn and drinks and things like that. You know, you think of a family and, you know, tickets these days are average about $12 to $15. So you think of a, a man, his wife, and two kids. I mean, that right there is $40 in movie tickets, $40 to $50. Then they get popcorn, drinks. They're spending about $100 in one movie trip. That's not happening. Like people aren't wanting to take their kids to movie theaters. They're not wanting to drag their families. You know, people, one spouse might want to go, but the other one might be like, look, I'm not feeling safe. I'm not feeling comfortable. So look, it's just, it's a bit of a mess right now. I think Tenet will maybe get back to its budget. I can't see it like surpassing numbers, like super, super high. It's just, it's not going to happen. And a survey said that 70% of people are willing to watch stuff video on demand. Industry is just trying to make money back, but they might be better suited just doing it on demand. Definitely, Leo. They, it's just better for them just streaming on demand, uh, family time, friends time, you know, as people say, Netflix and chill time or movie time, <laughs> you know. It's a new norm right now, you know. So uh, Leo is definitely really amazing, is. man. It, it is. It is. Uh, Jordan, what's your take on this? And I and there's one topic I want to say before we get to you, Jordan. I, I'm really excited about it. I really am. And, and uh, when I saw it today, I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding. You got to be. This is a joke here. This is a joke. But um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, my friends. I mean, it, it's 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 making a a, a comeback. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, really ecstatic about it as well. And uh, when I saw this, fellows, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm I'm a young guy out of the group. I'm 23, but still, fellas. I mean, this is this is. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. But the uh, cast of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is re re reuniting at HBO Max to celebrate the 30 uh, 30th anniversary of it. 
So series star Will Smith and series uh, regulars Tiana Alley, Brianna uh, Pearson, Joseph uh, Mersel, Daphne Maxwell, Reed and Alfonso Ribeiro will be on the show as well as DJ Jazzy Fresh. Leo, I know you love this. Jordan, quick take. What do you feel about this, my friend? Well, the only thing that that sucks, not to be the uh, the Debbie Downer of the group, but uh, James Avery won't be there. And yeah, rest, yeah, in peace, rest, rest in power, Uncle Phil. Rest in power. But uh, I mean, I want to go back to uh, the te- the tenant too, because I know we were wanting to talk about that just a little bit more. I mean, I, I've seen uh, I've seen the trailer. I, I've seen kind of the reviews and. Tenet to me looks like a really, really, really good movie. In fact, uh, you know, it, it definitely surpassed my expectations considering the fact that all I heard was talk about, oh, new mutants, like this is going to be the next best thing when it turned out to obviously be a pile of hot stinking garbage. But, you know, that's another story for another day. <sighs> but uh, Leo, you want to go into that just a bit more? Yeah, so here's how I feel about the New Mutants. Um, the New Mutants did not get a fair treatment. They There was delay after delay, reshoot after reshoot. It was supposed to come out in 2017, guys. Oh, like, it's been delayed, I want to say, four or five times. They had a Comic-Con panel where they actually started the panel off and it said, releasing August 2020, we hope. Like, they were so unsure at this point about when it was going to release that they were, like, hoping that please praying to God that it will finally come out. And it finally did. And yeah, it, it was below some expectations. Now I haven't seen it, but I have seen a, a couple of my friends have seen it. Uh, shout out to my boy, Ren Geekness over on YouTube. He did a review and actually enjoyed the movie, but a lot of people really didn't like it. A lot of people said that there wasn't enough horror and that's what they really marketed. And for me, I, I feel a little, little bittersweet to hear that because i was really looking forward to like this horror aspect like they had these great shots in the trailer yeah. uh where um the girl who plays Arya stark Maisie williams she was like kind of in this corner kind of screaming and i was like look this looks really cool like really horror-esque like they're bringing over horror and comp into the comic book movies and to hear that there's not that much of that is a little disappointing so i think there was just this disappointment to come with all these delays and all this stuff and all and then a lot of build up to something that was a form a shell of what it formerly was so i think the new mutants it kind of just got uh no no uh, pun intended it kind of just got mutilated oh my god leo really it, it, it did i i really think so and uh Real quick, going back to the Fresh Prince story in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spend most of my days. Oh my God, I have been watching that show, guys, like religiously since it's been on HBO Max. It's been my background noise. It's been my work noise. It's been so good to have Fresh Prince like available to watch whenever you want. Like it's been an absolute treat because I cannot remember a single time in my life where I've been able to access Fresh Prince like that, and I. That was like my era of childhood. Like I was born in 93. So that was kind of like my growing up uh, show. I, I watched it with my mom all the time and my dad all the time. Like it's such a great show. And it just, it really does. On the outside, The Fresh Prince looks like this, you know, funny, goofy show. But it really does explore like black excellence and black topics like really deeply especially the further into the series you go and it just kind of like what's interesting about this show is that you've got will this character from kind of the bottom of the bottom you know philadelphia kind of raised in like a working class a lower working class environment with 
his uncle and aunt and and their kids and they've all been in this upper class environment which at the time was rare to depict to depict that uh in black characters on tv so i just love the kind of dual class roles that go on in the fresh prince of bel-air which is not something i would have got when i was like two years old but it's something that now as an adult i, I go back and i appreciate and i analyze and i'm like wow this is just the kind of clashes that happen with Will and, and uh, the Banks family, it all really makes sense because of where he really came from. And I'm very excited for this unscripted reunion. And I'm also extremely excited for the reboot that's going to be happening. And Will Smith is very heavily involved. He's uh, executive producer, if I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be kind of a more tougher take on The Fresh Prince. So I'm really excited to get into that. And yes, I agree, Jordan. Um, rest in peace, rest in power, James Avery. It's really going to be... It's going to be weird without Uncle Phil. I'll admit that. Like, you know, he was such a strong character, like such a strong black dad. Like that was one thing I loved about Fresh Prince is like, even though he wasn't like Will's actual dad, he was Will's dad. Like he was there for him and he was such a strong character and strong presence and he's going to be definitely missed. So I will miss Uncle Phil, but I'm excited to see, you know, what everybody else is up to. I don't really know what Alfonso Ribeiro is up to or Tatiana Ali. I know they have some shows and that I know they're doing stuff, but I don't really know what anybody's doing besides Will. So I'm excited to see them come back and just kind of hash it out and talk it out a little bit. And I'm really excited. I can't wait. If I could just quickly touch up on uh, James Avery, now that you touched up on it, you know, being the uh, father figure, one of my favorite episodes uh, of that show because, uh, well, what, Des is the 23-year-old, uh, Leo is the 27-year-old, so I guess I get to be nice, sit-packed in the middle by being 25. <laughs> so my favorite episode was that whole Will's dad coming back and then ultimately leaving him like uh listen if I, i'm spoiling the series if you haven't watched it you gotta you are under a rock for the past 30 years all right so my favorite uh my favorite episode or kind of scene was kind of seeing you know uncle phil being that dad to to will like you know will seeing his dad leaving him for the second time like it was an emotionally hard scene and you you speak of you know the tougher reboot that's coming out that's going to be executively produced by will smith i mean i'm i'm really looking forward to episodes that really match that kind of vibe like that particular episode in particular yeah, that episode is undeniably one of the best episodes of Fresh Prince of television of all time. It's Absolutely. just, it's such a great episode, you know, yeah, when Will's dad leaves and Uncle Phil just like embraces him and, and then there's this like slow pan over to the statue of the father and the son cradled. That was such a powerful moment. And you know what's crazy is that Fresh Prince was actually Will Smith's first acting job. Like he was a rapper before no that in Fresh Prince. Yeah, him and uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff were actually a duo before that, and they rapped, and Parents Just Don't Understand, Summertime, like, they had hits. And Quincy Jones was like, man, this guy's got so much good energy, like, we should make a show off of him. And I know the guy who created the show met Will just kind of out of, like, chance, and they got together, developed the show, then they went over to Quincy Jones, he loved the idea, and they developed it all together, and... You can kind of see in some of those early episodes, like Will's kind of goofing around and stuff and things like that. But like as the show progresses, like 
became a hell of an actor and that that episode right there was like that was some of the best acting on tv period like he just knocked it out of the park there and just the way he kind of like broke down as a character when his father left like i was like that is some easily some a1 acting like he killed in that episode and there are other episodes where he does well too now i want to i want to ask you guys which aunt viv is your favorite because there's two of them the for me it's one. the first one yeah yeah I, look i i don't want to bag on the second aunt viv she's great no, 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 and, and, and the, the second first viv is great too yeah here's how i feel about the the second aunt viv i feel like the second aunt, aunt viv became a background character and it allowed for will carlton and uh the other siblings to kind of blossom and grow but that first aunt viv man she's just she was a master actress you the said the first that aunt she viv just, or the second yeah aunt the viv. first aunt viv first she one. just controlled that those moments that camera she was so strong oh, just yeah. such a strong character and had so many great moments in the show i mm -hmm. love that first aunt viv but i don't know do you guys know about the drama behind that no, tell me the story. Tell us a story, Leo. I'll tell you guys a story. So that actress and Will Smith did not get along. She really wanted the show to, according to Will, to be about Aunt Viv. And according to her, he was kind of just like this punk kid. So there was like a lot of tension between the two of them. And the rest of the cast actually was on, I wouldn't say it was on Will's side, but they said that she was difficult to work with. And it was difficult to come to work with somebody who had an attitude like hers. So they ended up firing her. And that's why they brought in a random Aunt Viv in, in like season four of the series. Because she ended up getting fired. She was difficult to work with. Apparently she was like really not nice on set. And like, I don't, uh, you know, look, I wasn't there. So I'm not definitively taking a side. But it just sounds like she was a nightmare to work with. So they had to end up replacing her halfway through the series and literally barely any character addresses it. But there's like one scene where Jazz walks in. And he's like, something different about you, Aunt Viv, ever since you had that baby. <laughs> this is like super funny moment because it's total uh, fourth wall break. Yeah, like I that first Aunt Viv was phenomenal. And I'm not saying the second one wasn't good, but man, that first one, she was just great. So let me ask you a question, and uh, I can either re uh, reference either Des or you, Leo. Now that we got this new re reboot coming out, what do you expect to happen, or kind of where do you think this new re reboot is going to go, like direction-wise? I think we're going to see a lot more realistic take of what it would be as a Black man to go from kind of almost poverty to being all of a sudden in a rich environment we're going to see will's character struggle more we're going to see him struggle to make that change a lot more we're going to see some more things kind of relevant today probably like you know the injustices going on in the black community we're probably going to see things like that we're going to see a lot more of a realistic take you know imagine going from being close to poor to going to rich it's not going to be easy for a character like that so i think we're going to see a lot more of like realistic struggles because the fresh prince is funny like will was funny he was a charming dude but like i think this time we're going to see a will who's like struggling to adapt he's like how do i navigate this new life we're going to see a more realistic grounded take where it's it's actually a little more real and it's a little more difficult for him to adjust to life in bel-air as opposed to where he kind of just like naturally 
kind of brought himself into Bel Air like he did in the sitcom, I think this time it's going to be a lot harder for him. Uh, definitely for sure. Uh, uh, Leo, the exact, I have the exact same take on it, and it's going to be definitely difficult for him to, to add uh, for Will. And, and um, I'm definitely excited about this reboot for sure, fellas. I'm really excited and uh, excited to see what uh, where it, uh, it takes us. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. Like, look, I I have never really been curious about a take like this, but once they said something about it, I was like, all right, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. And there was actually like a fan teaser that was released, and that's what got like Will Smith interested. Like, he really liked the idea and the concept of that. So the fan teaser ended up becoming like the premise for the show. So it's really cool. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely just check it out. It's just called Bel Air on YouTube. And I think it's like a minute and a half, but it is incredible. And I can't wait to explore the Fresh Prince in this, in this way. I'm all for it because uh, as we all know, the uh, Karate Kid that was set for an 80s audience, you modernized that with Cobra Kai. And uh, I, I said a hot take on uh, Leo's uh, Geekly Goods live stream on the uh, Cobra Kai review. I did say that it was better than the first Karate Kid. I know, I know, I can hear all the boos. I can hear, I can, I can feel all the uh, virtual tomatoes being thrown at my face right now for saying such a sacrilegious thing. But I'm going to say it. Cobra Kai is better than the first Karate Kid. Oh man, come on, man! I'm I, I'm completely <laughs> serious. I'm completely serious that Cobra Kai is better than the first Karate Kid. I mean, listen, listen. The co Cobra uh. the Cobra Kai Netflix series is like the modern Karate Kid. But you're turning this now into an epic saga, and that 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 definitely receives a lot more points than the first Karate Kid, in my opinion. Well, I, it wouldn't be the series without Karate Kid, you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of feel like it wouldn't be Cobra Kai without Karate Kid. Karate Kid establishes the story. It, it established that Johnny annual rivalry it established like that cool amazing connection between daniel and mr miyagi which rest in peace pat Mora, because that man yes, mess, rest, in, rest peace. in power rest, rest in power rest in, rest in power that's so sad but you know what what i do respect about cobra kai is that it didn't try to bring him back with another character they weren't like oh let's cast this guy to like no like they they respected him said he you know passed on and i love that they did that and what I love about Cobra Kai is they make characters their own so like Daniel's daughter isn't like a carbon copy of Daniel versus uh, Johnny's son who kind of does remind you of him a little bit but also is a, maybe even a little more troubled than Johnny was so I love that these characters have their own identities and that they don't try to copy off of the original series but they also bring that old charm back from karate kid you know the rivalry and like they just do such amazing work with this show uh there's great choreography amazing characters and it's great to have the spirit of karate kid back which i never thought i would be saying but <laughs> it, it's really it's really good i would say if i had to rank the karate kid series as a whole i would i would say kk easily the first one karate kid then this is a very close second mm, i think we're gonna need to uh, respectively disagree on that topic oh yeah we, we disagree <laughs> des what are your thoughts on it 
uh my thoughts on it man uh quick take uh i i really can't disagree with neither side i do like cobra kai i do like uh what it brings it does bring a lot of action a lot of it's really diverse as well i love the uh camaraderie that uh like leo said the actors are their own so i love it man i love some karate kid you know some high kick some high you know what i'm saying type moves so i like it for sure and um like i said the uh with uh um cobra cry too i love it man it, it's just amazing so um i can't really disagree or agree on this i'm kind of like on both sides right now so i'm in the middle i'm in the middle but uh i love the action pack i know it's like number one on netflix which to me it's not a surprise i mean it, i mean i just first saw cobra kai on youtube when you pay the subscription and they give you extra episodes to watch but it's good as you see on netflix get to see the world to see it get to have everybody enjoy it as well and um it does have a lot of life lessons in the show so i definitely do appreciate it and the actors just being really genuine and sincere in their roles and what i want to say about that too is that actually when it came out on youtube i watched the first episode and i was like man this is so good but i can't pay for that subscription came back a couple years later right before it came on netflix actually like probably as soon as the pandemic started i restarted that episode again and then i got to episode two and three because it gave it to me all for free on youtube red i was like damn this is good and when it got to three guys i just ended up having to pirate it i had to because i was like i cannot not watch all of this and i've blasted season one and two in like two days it was so so good so good and uh, by the way, we, uh, we we are trying to be good uh, good at, you know, role models to the, the children, the kids that are watching the live stream. You know, if parents allow you to watch uh, explicit rated content, children, children, don't pirate things. Go buy them. I'm the fucking CEO of my team. Yeah. I'm no fucking see you my team depend on me. I ain't going to no club unless they pay the fee. Some niggas turn their back, dude, they will switch up on me. Placing on these niggas, presidential rollie. Nigga hating, but his baby mama fucking. I was broken, did I turn myself to something? Eliante on my neck, bitch, all my diamond busting. I made it up of nothing, all my pockets, hundreds. I'm just 18, I'm tryna live it up I got two watches and they come from Izzy and all of my dollars they bust Stand up for a bitch and I'm smoking exotic but I'ma drink food with the flush Nah, don't give me a fuck, yeah nigga running it up Now I got money, these bitches be flying, they want me for all of my stuff I just want Mazi and Shorty, she acting cause she want me all in her guts I don't got time for no spot, bitches be coming in clutch Tell me you know I'm a boss, Hennessy give me a rush I'm my team depend on me I ain't going to no club unless they pay the fee some niggas turn it back, dude, they will switch up on me Placing on these niggas, presidential rollie Nigga hating, but his baby mama fucking I was broken, did I turn myself to something? Eliante on my neck, bitch, all my diamond busting I made it up from nothing, all my pockets hundreds They depend on me My mama, she told me I'm flexing, I need to be low-key Bought the Rolls Royce truck, nigga got the peanut butter seats she was a good girl till I fucked the ones, then I turned into a freak. Bitch on the CEO, don't call my phone. Why you acting about the show if you can't pay for the fee? I got money, keep on falling like I got them in the tree. I just did another show, I got a back end on me. Buy my bitch an ankle bracelet, she want diamonds on her. I'm no fucking CEO, my team depend on me. I ain't going to no club unless they pay the fee. Some niggas turn their back, do 
Investing on these nigga presidential rollie Nigga hating, but his baby mama fucking. I was broken, then I turned myself to something. Eliante on my neck, bitch, on my diamond busting. I made it up of nothing, on my pockets, hundreds. Hey, I feel you, man. I feel you. I feel you. And uh, I know we have one more entertainment news topic, Leo, with Batman, man. I I, I heard he uh, COVID-19, man. What's what's going on with uh, yeah. Batman? Yeah. So the Batman, that production has been not let me let me make something clear. There hasn't been a release date shift. I want to say that to start off. But Robert Pattinson has contracted COVID-19, so the production has been delayed officially. Now, people were speculating that Matt Reeves wanted to come back and shoot scenes that weren't involving Robert Pattinson. That has been cleared, and it, it isn't true for now. But the Batman production has been halted. He did contract COVID-19. I want to say the announcement went out like thursday either thursday or wednesday and it's unfortunate because yeah the production did have to halt when covid19 started causing them to move the release date as well so this is the second production halt they've had to face but uh it just kind of sucks like look it's proving to a lot of us that covid19 is still like still out there the the rocks family just recovered from it it's it's still it's still there you know and even though that we're still going we're going to events again and things like that and there's more safety protocols at these public events it's still there unfortunately and even like big actors on sets that are like you know uh pressed for safety and constantly tested for safety are unfortunately having to halt it because they're getting it it's it's it really sucks you know it's just another product of COVID-19 unfortunately so the Batman production did halt but that new trailer oh my god have you guys seen it yet I have not taken an opportunity to uh, look at it uh, Leo will... uh, enlighten the audience on what uh, on your reaction oh my god guys I <laughs> what I what I will say is this I said look I like Robert Pattinson as an actor, and I know a lot of people know him from Twilight. He's come a very long way since then. Oh, He's actually incredibly he embarrassed. Actually, him involved. and Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, uh, we also need to give credit to. Yeah, because she has come a very long way. Now, what I was saying is that in between Twilight and the Batman, Robert Pattinson has been in some incredible roles. If you haven't seen Good Time or High Life, those are a couple of his roles that he just did incredibly well, transformed his character. He's a very, very good actor. So I'm excited to see him play Bruce Wayne and Batman. And let me tell you guys, that trailer is absolutely fantastic. What I love about this trailer is that this is a different vibe of Batman. I'm feeling more of the detective. I'm feeling more of that world's greatest detective vibes a lot of people were saying it feels david fincher-ish definitely like seven with brad pitt and morgan freeman but this to me just feels so different it feels like a raw batman a, a batman at the beginning stages like he doesn't he's not as perfect as he's always presented this is this is 
takes place in like year two so he's been up to the crime fighting for about a year now so he's still fresh to running on the street still fresh to being in the cow and you can definitely see that in this trailer he even snatches this guy who's like well like who are you because they don't really know batman yet they're like well what are you gonna do and he snatches this dude up and beats the living crap out of him in front of like the other guys that are with him and there's even a dude that it's hard to tell but he's even like crying because he's so fearful of batman and i'm like this is the batman we've been waiting to see now look i liked ben affleck's batman i like christian bale's batman what i liked about ben's batman is that he had the size i thought his suit was awesome i thought way he kind of bravely went in to save a child when he wasn't even in the cowl in the beginning of batman versus superman was very impressive very bruce wayne what i like about christian bale's batman is that he very much scaled buildings well he was very much a kind of down-to-earth batman where it felt like this is what batman would be like if he was actually in our world like that take on the character loved michael keaton's take on the character it feels to me like this is another kind of pillar we can add to the list because it feels different it feels unique it feels like its own world and that's what i'm loving about pattinson's batman he feels like this young batman this kind of inexperienced but still trained and still you know still fearful batman so i absolutely love that trailer they played a nirvana song in it something in the way which i thought was perfectly put in the trailer and i gotta say guys i am just absolutely stoked uh i did a live stream for dc fandom which is an event that took place a couple weeks ago now and uh yeah me and my friends got to react to Great it live as stream, it happened Thank you, sir. And uh, we, we reacted to it as it happened. And man, I, the whole room was freaking out about how amazing that trailer looks. So guys, I'm thinking this is going to be the next pillar in our Batman uh, rankings. Like, I think he could be high up there. It, it, it looks great. I wish if I could just uh, interlude before I let Des go. I mean, Batman has been so, I don't want to say overdone because uh, you can't have too much Batman, but in my opinion, the whole flip-flop on who's playing Batman over this past decade, and even if you want to go back to even uh, two decades ago, I, I just, I don't like how Batman's being flip-flopped so often. That's my only problem with Bat with Batman so far. And I will say this, with Justice League and that whole debacle, <laughs> release the Snyder Cut. And, um, no, no, look, say it right, shithole. No, no, not, look, that Justice League that came out was bad. It was jo it was Joss Whedon's product on a Justice League that had been started by Zack Snyder. A lot of people rioted, you know, hashtag, used the hashtag on Twitter, release the Snyder Cut. And now we are actually getting Zack Snyder's version of the Justice League. And what happened there is Ben Affleck, you know, unfortunately, due to some behind the scenes drama and things that were going on in his life, you know, he, he retorted to alcoholism and he just kind of spiraled. So his Batman was transitioned out because of that. You know, he, he didn't want to do the role anymore because it was just too toxic. So there, that was what happened with Ben's Batman. That's not really anybody's fault. I, I can understand where you're coming from and with the other Batman like Michael Keaton uh what happened with him is that by the time Val Kilmer's Batman came along he didn't want to really be involved anymore because he didn't like where the story was going so they brought in Val Kilmer 
Val Kilmer ran into a schedule conflict, so they brought in George Clooney. George Clooney was an awful Batman, so they brought in yeah. Christian Bale. Uh, and then that's just kind of how things happen. And Christian Bale's trilogy was only meant to be three movies, so that was it. So they brought in Ben Affleck for the new DCEU. And like I said, that drama had happened. So there was definitely reasons behind why Batman has changed so much. And this is a different story, a different universe. It's its own standalone. So I do respect them going with somebody like Robert Pattinson. And look, to all the people clowning on his size, look, this is Batman in year two. This isn't Batman in year 12, in year eight, in year... This is a new Batman. Give him some time exactly exactly give him some time i'm excited about the new batman um i seen the trailer looks amazing i did uh catch that stream with you and uh, geekly good so all our fans out there as well please check out leo's uh rydell's page our host uh geekly goods on youtube guys uh definitely check it out it's amazing you'll love it um but i definitely love the batman trailer and i just love everything about the entertainment so far leo it's been a busy one for you my friend um and we appreciate the news as well um and like i said man it, it, it's stuff that people don't see or hear about so uh, like tenant i didn't know it actually had that uh less uh, uh of a box office uh review so um definitely just uh interesting topics man i love it so far any final takes before we go to the music section of our show I'm really excited for uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot, just to touch up on that uh, a little bit. Uh, it was one of my favorite series, as everyone here has uh, already said, that, you know, grow, growing up, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was the thing. So with this new take, especially as Leo pointed out, that this is now going to be a bit more of a modern, uh, gritty, I don't know if that's the right word to call it, but definitely a more darker tone of the... Uh, more so than the, uh, the the original series. Really looking forward to that and interested to see what particular direction they're going to go with that. Yeah, that's my final thought as well. I'm excited for that. Look, they could have just said, let's just bring back the old cast and, you know, cast Jaden Smith in as the new, and they didn't do that. And I'm really glad they decided to just make a different, take a different approach to making this this series. So I'm really excited. Gritty is definitely a good word for it more realistic more grounded i'm excited definitely excited about it definitely excited man and like i said we'll definitely keep an eye on the keeping it on our podcast keeping it on 100 podcasts with the entertainment news and like i said if there's other news you guys want to hear about we will definitely post all the other news from entertainment news sports news that we did not touch on today on our facebook twitter and instagram page as well to keep on the latest news and entertainment we are keeping it 100 with that so now we're going to the music and entertainment uh slash like music uh City, I put on for my 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 city,
of the show uh we basically go uh for our fans that are new or haven't heard about this is the section where we talk about the music we heard this week what's been hot what's been flowing um leo i'll start with you what's been your go-to for music this week oh easily detroit too man i mean look that (laughs) album just non-stop bangers on that album man wolves deep reverence with nipsey hustle rest in peace man like that's such a great track and rest in power nipsey hustle yeah for real man like this is such a great great album i mean every track is just super dope like the the production is amazing i'm loving these features he's got he's got uh body language with ty dollar sign janae aiko i love the tracks on this one he's even got uh one with anderson pock i love that guy anderson pack excuse me and wale is on that track as well so man he's just got some crazy good features travis scott is on a track like this this album just top to bottom is so 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 good. He's got Lil Wayne on a track, Erica Badu's on a track. Like I mean, I just love this album, man. And there's so many different vibes on it. Like the one with Anderson Pack has this like soulful vibe, and then he's got like a more kind of freestyle vibe on Friday Night Cipher with a bunch of different people. Royce the Five Nine, Cash Kid. Uh, he's got a ton of people on that track. It's like a nine minute track and then like transition sounds throughout the throughout the tracks. And I just absolutely love it. And coming back down from Nas's latest album, I mean, man, it's just been a great couple of weeks in music because Nas just had hit uh, an album recently as well, uh, King's Disease. 
and that was that's been his best in years man i mean i would say i don't want to even say it's his best as illmatic because he's had a couple hot ones since that but man it is just so good like every track is just a hot track and i've seen like some reviews saying like king's disease was a little misogynistic and look the way i feel about it is that some of the stories he has about like some of the women he's dealt with that's Nas's personal life and i i don't think we should view it as this oh he's attacking women he's attacking women i think we should just view it as a story he's telling not necessarily take it as an attack on all women like let's not let's not twist any words here but yeah. man king's disease no, really good uh man detroit 2 excellent album like i've been really on detroit too i've also been uh on no pressure by logic that's his last album so that was a continuation from uh his first album his first official album which was under pressure and it just shows like this transition of sound and and how far he's come in his career and yeah he's retiring to go be a dad and i think he's going to be a streamer so he's and, done with rapping and and by the way, if I just may interlude before I let you continue, Leo, for Logic to say, hey, you know, I have a great rap career, but I have all this money now saved up. I can go be a dad. That is awesome. I, I, I want to point that out just so the audience can emphasize that Logic is retiring from the game for a very practical and a very awe-inspiring reason. Man, I think that's like a really good reason to get out of the rap game, even if it's not permanent. Like, hey up let me go raise my son spend some time with his family like because that here's the thing is like we're grinding right now you know to make keeping it 100 and geekly goods you know bigger than us and it, it will be both of them will become huge but you get to a certain point where it's like you got to prioritize your family once you have like kids and a wife like you got to spend time with them and sometimes the project can take away from that so he definitely just decided to do what's best for him and his family and i gotta show him the utmost respect for putting his family first before his projects definitely for sure i'm definitely uh proud for logic doing that i mean we know uh, there's rumors that j cole is trying to do the same thing um you know so uh, uh like i said i mean they have well-deserved careers and like you said leo though detroit number two the album with big sean so many collaborations uh you just took the words right out of my mouth the uh, deep uh, grievances with uh, nipsey hustle be this has been mine uh number one um like just go to for music wise this week um so the hot charts right now you got uh you know detroit 2 with big sean really climbing the charts uh there's an artist 24k golden which we'll talk about uh soon too um this song is called mood you got wop with cardi b um that's not really my favorite personally but it's a good song it's a good song it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a party song you know um go crazy by chris brown and young thug um pop star by drake i know drake and uh DJ Kelly and uh, Justin Bieber had a new video released. Um, and then you got uh, number five, Be Like That with Kane Brown, Sway Lee, and Khalid. I love the song. It's really crisp, really sound. Um, and then Over Now with Calvin Harris and The Weeknd. And um, another one, uh, Jay Balvin, 
Dua Lupa and Bad Bunny for my uh, Latina uh, uh, fans out there. You know, uh, uh, Bad Bunny and uh, J Balvin have really been huge this year. Um, definitely winning some music awards as well for the music awards that just passed about two weeks ago. So definitely congrats to Bad Bunny and J Balvin. But uh, I love I love just the mix this week. That's been like my, my forte for the week. That's been hot. Um, and I know uh, Leo and Jordan, we've just recently listened to the XXL Freestyle, the freshman class yeah, of 2020 freestyles um uh jordan i'll go to you real quickly uh and and if i may i may play a clip on here we'll see but uh who is your top guy for this uh, xxl uh, 2020 freshman class for uh, for this year and it's really difficult for me to like pick like the the top contender because here's why this class is really hot right now i'm really really and really in love however with two I'm sorry, three particular individuals. Uh, Annalie Chapa, I mean, you talk about bringing, you know, we had NBA Youngboy kind of bringing Atlanta hip-hop back into, like, relevancy, you know, right around when Migos was kind of getting to uh, their kind of prominence now. So to really see a revitalization in Atlanta hip-hop over this past decade has been absolutely amazing. Uh, so Annalie Chopper is definitely in my top three. Of Polo G, I mean, I love, I see what Polo G reminds me of is like a real rapper. So what the hell do I mean by that? You know, all these rap songs, not to get all uh, preachy and whatnot, because I do like them. <laughs> but, you know, most of them are kind of like the party, you know, you know, kind of drinks on me and whatever. But what I really like about Polo G style specifically is that it's real it really pays attention to what's really going on in Chicago right now specifically. And then my other guy that I really like is Rod Wave. And my God, this guy, when I first heard of him, I did not realize that he could sing like a fucking angel. I mean, that was just like, whoa, like that's different. And that's really awesome and interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, as you did uh this hello i guess i'll just kind of move into my favorites from the, yeah from the yeah past definitely week. i'm actually gonna um respectfully disagree with you and say that in my opinion this is one of xxl's worst classes i thought that a couple people really didn't bring their top game like baby keem was really really bad uh loki was oh, embarrassingly bad uh, so I was just like, all right, a couple of people feels like they didn't really put, uh, bring their A game to this one. And look, maybe it's not being in the room but together because I know they usually do a couple of different ciphers together where they actually come together and they rap together. And for some of the artists that like brings them out, I know YB and Corday did a cipher with a couple other people last freshman class and that like brought the best out of all of them so i'm wondering if like some people just play off of each other a little bit better and maybe not solo don't do too well solo wise but look i there are a couple people here that i do want to call out rod wave for sure great verse didn't feel written down and that's what i'll say about polo g he had a really good cypher but it felt written 
and there were a couple other people that felt a little bit written uh jack harlow's felt written but i really did like rod ways and what i thought was funny about rod ways is he pulls out like a a little towel in the middle of, like doing it <laughs> and blots his brow and i'm just like bro that's hilarious uh but i liked his i liked nle choppers i see the criticism in nle choppers because he's going really fast he's barely taking a breath I can understand why some people are like, ah, but I kind of like that choppy style. So I liked his freestyle. I mean, isn't that Eminem stick? I mean, what are people uh, complaining about? Look, it, it is it is, and it isn't because M definitely uh, switches flows every song. But what I will say about that guy is that, look, I thought he came to, came, like, he brought his A game, in my opinion. I definitely don't think Lil' Key did. And I definitely know. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I definitely know Baby Keem did it, but look, I, how I feel about Baby Keem is I'm like, there are some people that that is like their style. Like they just enjoy that mumbling rap kind of stuff. So maybe look, he's probably going to have some people like that one. 24K Golden. I want to talk about this guy because I think singing wise, doing a good job, but this is a rap cypher, my guy. Like he pretty much sang his entire verse. So for me, he's towards the bottom. I like his singing. I do. But I was like, bro, this is like not American Idol. This is XXL. Bring a rap cypher. This isn't your moment to shine with the microphone singing. It's, it's rapping. We want to well, hear I mean, them lines. That's his, if I, if I may interject, I mean, I, that's 24K Golden's like his style. That's his style, but I don't, I mean, man, like this, this, this is a rap cypher though. This is a rap cypher though. And, and what I mean is. You get to the end of this and he like full on starts singing because he kind of was sing rapping. And I was like, all right, I'm vibing with that. I'm vibing. But he like the second half of the cypher, he like full on sings. And I'm like, ah, look, man, like I, I do appreciate that that's his style. But to me, this XXL means, look, you got to go in. You got to hit your verse with some raps, some lines. Like to me, it's not it's not your chance to show the R&B side of yourself. Keep that for the album. Save that for the recordings. We want to hear them raps. So uh, for me, he was kind of trailing towards the bottom. Mulatto, mm, I thought she was a little bit so-so. I didn't like her lyrics that much. I thought using PIMP felt just a little bit aided. And look, I get that it was a reference to Fiddy, but mm, leave that with Fiddy. Um, let's see. Chica, pretty good. Pretty good. I thought she was the better female of the two women that were there. And Fivio, Fivio, Foreign, Fivio, Foreign. I don't know how to say that. I wasn't too big on him. Lil TJ was okay, but I would have to say my top two are Rod Wave and Polo G. Absolutely. NLE Choppa as a, a close third for me. And man, I got, I'm sorry, pitchfork.com. I don't know how you guys put NLE Choppa at the bottom. Like, man, yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know how they well, do I mean, that. This, this, is the, this is the same list that put Little Keith six. And now listen, I like Little Keith as, you know, when he's out in the studio doing his songs. I mean, he's doing his thing. That's great. But that freestyle was, uh, it sounded like a two-year-old rapping. I, 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 I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of the guy or nothing, but I didn't really feel his freestyle. I hear you guys. I like your guys' take. Um, and, and you guys are right. I like the flow of every uh, XXL tw uh, 2020 freshman uh, uh, person artist that was in it this year. Um, they all had different styles and flows. Um, I can't really knock them a lot, but like you said, Leo and Jordan, when this is an XXL uh, 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 freshman take here, I mean, you've got artists previous like uh, 
uh, 21 Savage. You had previous rappers go hard and their rap careers flourished. If you go a little small, small, you know, you may not get that much attention in hoopla, you know, and, and, and attention to, you know, artist to artist get on a verse or, or anything like that. You had to go hard in the paint. This is like your game seven. This is for you to show the world, okay, I belong in this rap game. I can rap. I can spit some bars on the flow on a dime. Um, so you guys said Rod Wave is number one, right? Is that as everybody's number one take so far on the XXL freshman take so far? Yeah. No, my my favorite was Polo G. I would put Rod Wave as second. I put Rod Wave, then Polo G, then NLE Chopper. We de I definitely have NLE Chopper as number three. So we're, we kind of agree, Leo, but we definitely kind of disagree. As you there? Uh, it is. Uh, well, hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I feel that though. Our lists are similar, bro. Like our lists are pretty, pretty much the same. We just have one and two swapped. Guys, I'm here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was about here. That. I was playing the uh, Rod Wave uh, 2020, just a, just a little small clip for our viewers that haven't heard it yet. I was just playing it right now, if that makes sense. Uh, just to give the viewers just a little taste of Rod Wave's XXL freshman thing. So it's playing right now. Um, if I am muted, it's just because of the, the song and the video right now. But this is the video of Rod Wave. I'm just playing a brief little little clip real quick. Uh, I can't hear it at all. Uh, is that how it's supposed to go? That we can't hear it ourselves, Leo? No, we're supposed to be able to hear it, Daz. That's what... Oh. So, uh, I don't know if the viewers didn't hear it or not. If not, we'll post it on the page um, as well. So, everybody has a take. We'll actually have a vote poll uh, for the listeners um, as well. Because um, I think we had a disconnect with our, our uh, myself and uh, Leo and Jordan. We couldn't really hear it together. Um, so, it kind of just blanked them out. So, um, we will just put a poll out there and, and see what you guys take on this. But um, I kind of want to do a little experiment and see if it would clip on there, but it didn't. So, um the music game though has been really popping this week and everything else like that i want to do give a shout out to jazzy uh my friend jazzy our friend jazzy she's in california right now but she is a colorado native and she's put some new music out there too so we'll definitely put it on the facebook page but definitely check her out um any music artist uh any any label anybody definitely check out this uh artist right here great friend of ours um really has great musical talent as well um but guys i mean we've touched on music this week um, Big Sean, I feel, is number one right now, charting up. Um, really great, just great. He's had multiple artists on his uh, on on his uh, new album. I know Drake is rumored to have a new album right now coming in the works, so we'll see how that goes um, as well. And I know that Kendrick has been working on one. That's been the rumor mill. I um, really want to see if Kendrick puts out a new album. He should. Um, and uh, any final thoughts, guys? This is the final thoughts section for our fans uh, for this week. Uh, anything you guys want to add before we end the show? Yeah, so I want to quickly go back to the music section, and I really do hope to have him on the uh, show here pretty soon, maybe as a bonus episode, but my guy Danny Lemon, a.k.a. Lift Chain, he is one of the he is an up-and-coming uh, trance music musician. I have heard some of his tracks. They are really, really, really awesome, and I definitely recommend to uh, check him out on Spotify. He is really awesome you know if you are a big fan of that electronic music genre that trans genre definitely check him out and uh, for my final thoughts uh, in terms of a shout out i want to give a quick shout out to the x squad our affiliates you guys are doing great season three uh, i really appreciate uh, last week uh barbershop sports talk uh, excuse me barbershop 
Sports Talk podcast for inviting me onto their show so that we can go over some of the uh, NBA playoffs from that particular day. It was a really awesome experience, and I'm looking forward to another guest appearance on Tuesday with a different sports podcast, the Two Point Conversation. That is going to be a lot of fun. That will be taking place on Tuesday, and I can't wait to uh, go onto the show and uh, tell some stories. <laughs> Yeah, and I just wanted to real quick shout out the Amateur Otaku. Thank you guys for letting me come on and talk about um, a boxing anime that we recently watched, Megalobox, an amazing 10-episode anime about boxing. Really amazing anime, and these guys are great. They actually do anime series. Uh, they take requests, and they review them for people who are well-versed in anime and for beginners in anime as well. They're, they're great. Check them out over on Twitter at The Amateur Otaku and on YouTube at The Amateur otaku and talking tv podcast is having me on monday tomorrow to talk about uh, lovecraft country and what we thought about that fourth episode and i'm gonna be doing that pretty regularly as well and guys come on over to youtube.com slash geekly goods check us out y'all uh, i'm gonna be reviewing the fourth episode of the boys once it drops on friday and i'm gonna be reviewing enola holmes this week and mulan as well so guys come on over uh there's gonna be some great surprises we're almost at 1000 so come visit us guys and we'll see you there definitely definitely leo will check you out man i'm definitely going to tune in jordan as well uh jordan keep up with jordan uh with the uh two-point uh conversion podcast as well as coming up on tuesday um and then leo as well with the geekly goods guys check them out definitely subscribe um as well great channel i mean there's channels that you're just like oh my god it's boring but like leo i mean he is really interesting really funny really informative as well all things geekly goods it's geekly, like keeping it 100 man. but without the sports i mean leo keeps it 100 with entertainment alone so if you guys are more the entertainment section not really feeling the sports uh, i can definitely understand that then you need to check out my guy leo because he provides some fire content on some of the latest entertainment news that we got going on right now uh definitely definitely and uh, i thank you jordan for that as well you know what i'm saying at the end of the day um we are a family together um and at the end of the day we support each other 110 percent. so absolutely um, like i said uh definitely check out giggly goods on youtube subscribe leave a comment anything as well definitely check us out too uh the keeping it 100 podcast with myself desmond lawrence uh leo rydell and Dorian rosario um we are on apple podcast spotify spreaker Castbox, all the other platforms uh of podcasts we are on um definitely check us out um definitely hit us up on facebook if you guys want to be uh, a guest we would love to have you guys as a guest Anybody that's into sports, entertainment, anything really, um, just me on the show, hit us up. Um, we definitely love the support as well on our Facebook page. We definitely do support you guys and to our listeners and reviewers. We definitely do appreciate it. Um, and my final take uh, before we all head out, I mean, uh, just be safe, uh, be vigilant uh, this Labor Day weekend. Please be social distance, uh, social distancing, I guess. Um, and please be uh, just mindful of others. Um, uh, for the sports teams, uh, go Nuggets! Play with the effort, and all the other teams that are in. Um, so far, we are we are we are right now. Uh, the score right now it's in the second quarter. With the uh, right now, the uh, Bucks are losing to the Miami Heat right now. For our fans that are fans of the Bucks or the Heat, right and I now. will say this, I will say this because I did talk about this on the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. I said the Heat were going to win in six. I was wrong. The Heat are actually going to beat the Bucks today, it sounds like. And 
you know, everyone was, uh, well, you know, we had one person saying that the Heat would win, but for everyone that's on this Bucks train, ooh, I feel terrible for you. I <laughs> mean, um, like you said, defense wins championships, but definitely check us out. Uh, my final take, uh, just uh, be safe. Uh, well, uh, please check out, too, as well. I am on the semi-pro football team with the uh, Mile High Black Knights uh, with my fellow teammates. Um, I did not practice yesterday. I took an off day. Off day. Um, I really just want to recuperate because I've been working crazy hours at the, at the hospital. We all been working so much crazy hours and definitely with the show that we do all need time to rest. But um, we will show you more action. There is a scrimmage that we'll be doing pretty soon. Um, I will be wearing number six. Uh, I, I chose that number for two reasons. Uh, Drake with the six in Toronto. I'm not from Canada, but I do like the number six. And two, um, kind of just different, you know. So I'm going to be a flex R receiver and a defensive back. Um, so I've been really just doing mentally reps of just learning the playbook um, and kind of just get myself prepared for practice uh, this coming up Saturday, which we will post on our Facebook page. Get some action um, uh, of myself and my teammates for the uh, first time. Um, and also just, uh, you know, just be uh, happy uh, and be positive. Positivity is the number one thing that uh, we all need in this world. So spread the positive cheer, spread the positive love. This is Keeping 100 with Des Lawrence. Leo Rydell and Jordan Rosario, and we are signing off. Signing off. Signing off.
cause it's whiskey She got a code like the Vinci Only got a text one time that you miss me She gon' want to resent me Cause me and her best friend got history She got the walk of the century Girl, you really got some kind of therapy In the cycle I'm not good in no IP She kiss me with her eyes closed That just means that she likes me I'm not good at goodbye though It's the way that it might be Tryna go high feel We're repeating the cycle I'm not good at no IV She kiss me with her eyes closed That just means that she likes me I'm not good at goodbye though It's the way that it might be I was tryna go Michael She was tryna go high feel Get it? Text a message, I don't know the number. Flexing on these niggas, every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots, never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. And I like to give a shout out to my niggas with the game plan. And shout outs to my niggas with escape plans. Uh, 20 bands, rain dance. We can eat the rain check or we can make plans. Pockets loaded, rocket loaded, can't let's rock and roll this. Time to throw, lock, stop and chop. My pants below, create, explore, expand, concord. I came, I saw, I came, I saw, I praise the Lord, then break the law. I take what's mine, then take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. I came, I saw, I came, I saw, I praise the Lord, then break the law. I take what's mine, then take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. Yeah. I can't. 